Welcome to season six of the Casted Podcast, where we're back with more of our very own users. Why? Because becoming a Casted customer makes it pretty clear just how committed you are, not only to podcasting as a key piece of the future of your marketing efforts, but also to the bigger picture of how these shows all fit into your integrated marketing strategy. These people are the most forward-thinking leaders of the forward-thinking brands that are all harnessing the perspectives of experts with their podcasts. And then they're ringing out those interviews to be amplified across all other channels. They're practicing what we preach. And I want you to hear all about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how you can do it too. I'm Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casted, the first and the only amplified marketing platform for B2B marketers. And this is our podcast. So what's the best way to fix a broken iPod? A podcast. Get it? Okay. Maybe I should leave the jokes for today's guest. Daniel Allard is the senior video producer at Vanilla Soft. And before handling production of the many, and I mean many, shows his company's doing, as you will hear, Daniel turned a love of improv into a career behind the camera. During his career, he's seen media, video, and audio used as a way for brands to connect with their audiences through storytelling and showcasing passion and expertise. Listen in as Daniel shares his best advice for how we can make the most out of the shows we're creating. And he drops in some funny stories of his own career journey along the way. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for being here. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Thanks very much. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you're the first video producer we have, so I'm I'm very conscious of how how we all appear and make sure that we're doing all the things right because uh, you're the expert here today. Yeah, no, I, I like your framing. I like the background. Uh, you even got the, the the casted license plate up there. It's adding to the branding. Very well done. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a little bit competitive, so I feel good now. Starting on the right foot. So, okay. Well, um, tell me a little bit about your, we were talking before we hit record, about your background. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of a fun way to introduce who you are to our audience because you've got a lot of expertise in all things video and production. So tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll get into what you're doing at Vanilla Soft. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's quite funny, actually. I, I started out I started out in front of the camera, which is kind of the, the backwards way of doing things. Um, I got heavily into drama and improv in, in high school, and we would um, my school would often compete in a local thing we had called the Improv Olympics, where we would compete, compete against other schools. Um, the point was, you, if you were the funniest, you won. We were the funniest, but we didn't win. It was this neighboring school that would always win because they had a, a cast member who could cry on demand, which as you probably know, isn't I mean, funniest. That's not funny. Uh, no, it's not. But they would win because she was very dramatic and, and and they would blow us away every time, even though we were funnier. And ever ever since uh, they they kept winning, that, that, that's what led me to have a lot of sour grapes towards Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O. Oh. Who knew? Yeah. Who I knew? And I bet I, she remembers those days too. I bet she still feels bad about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she does. She, I'm, I'm not sure she remembers me, but she remembers those Improv Olympics ga- days. I'm sure um, she does. Yes. I worked with a, a friend later on who was a, a friend of hers from high school, and he would get texts from her and he would show me, and my daughters would get jealous. And of course. So I moved from Improv into um, uh, the local cable channel, like a, a Wayne's World channel, gave me my own comedy show. So I did that for a few years. It was quite popular um, in the city where I live in, in Ottawa. 
And uh, I remember we were winding down the show. It only had a few episodes left and I was walking through the station and I ran into um, a musician who was recording an interview for a music show that someone else was doing. And he recognized me and I recognized him because he had an Ottawa Senators hat in his, his music video. And he was very excited. He was uh, very happy to meet me. He asked if he could be on my show. And I told him, well, we're actually winding it down. You might want to go to the station across the city and, and maybe they'll give you your own show. And that's exactly what Tom Green did. Tom Green. Yeah. Crazy. I wonder what he's yeah. doing now. Well, it's funny. My friend uh, was his producer at that other channel. Oh. And I, I called her up one day and said, uh, where have you been? Like, you've been gone for a week. I've been trying to get a hold of you. She said, yeah, I was at Tom and Drew's wedding in Malibu. And it was <laughs> crazy. Courtney Love was yelling at her daughter because she didn't wear a sweater. And you're supposed to wear a sweater in Malibu. What was she thinking? And then I met the <laughs> author of Riding in Cars with Boys. And we got along really well. And I was on this huge high. And then I bumped into Adam Sandler. And I fangirled all over him. And oh, he my patted my head and walked away. I was like, oh my gosh, is this not very surreal to you? Oh yeah, yeah, it's very surreal. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. You never yeah. know where video production is going to take you, right? No, not at all. You just never do. So on that note, um, mm-hmm. that's what you do. You're, you do video production over at Vanilla Soft, which you have, you've got a lot going on. You have multiple, multiple shows, multiple projects. So, um, and, and we're excited to be working on some of them with you. So tell us, tell us about that and kind of what that start um, has led to now. Mm-hmm. Well, well, since um, snubbing Tom Green, uh, <laughs> I've gone back and forth between the broadcast and corporate video production uh, worlds going um, national news channels and uh, national NGOs in Canada. Uh, and now I'm at VanillaSoft, where they have a, a great approach to video. It's not we really do. about the product. It's about how can we help you be better at sales? Because that's mm-hmm. what the software does. So we've got this great CRO, Daryl Prail, and mm-hmm. he's very, very visible. He's very on camera, and he's had his own podcast. So I produced that one. It's called the Inside, Inside Sales Podcast. You have to pronounce it that way. The first one with all caps. Uh, and we're actually, uh, next week will be episode number 124. So wow. that's, it's going great guns. That's great. We also have another new show that we do that appears on the Sales Expert channel called The Drive. And it's a, it's a sales and business news show. So we're at episode 11 of that, but it's been very well received. We shoot it on Friday mornings, and then I have to edit it all together and have it ready to broadcast at 3 p.m. So it's... Wow. Uh, it's a, it's a fun one to put together. Yeah. Quick turnaround. Yeah. Successful Friday. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, and you know, one thing that is so important in content, regardless, whether you're B2C, B2B, whether it's multimedia or text or audio or video is storytelling. And clearly, and, and just so far in our conversation, you're a great storyteller. So tell me, um, tell me the role that that plays from your perspective. Um, and kind of, as we get into guidance and advice for all of the marketers who are listening about the mindset that they should have as they approach, um, either getting started in video or improving how they're, um, approaching video today, where does storytelling fit into it and, and kind of how should they be um, thinking of it strategically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a big believer in storyteller. Um, as I mentioned before, many times, video does not just transmit audio and video. It transmits emotion. It transmits feeling. It transmits your heart. And if you are not into your production, that's going to show. Thankfully, video production is so much more accessible now than it was uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember starting out. Even and, a couple of years ago. I mean, it's so much more accessible yeah. now than it was you know, two or three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. When I first started, if you wanted to have a mobile production, you needed pretty much an 18-wheeler and a big rig mobile truck to show up to your event. 
about 20 years ago, you could fit that in the trunk of a, a Chevy Cavalier. <laughs> and now it's a backpack. If you have a laptop and a phone, you can, you can do some pretty amazing things. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be, a, um, if you're a marketer who wants to get your message out via video, I mean, A, there's no better time, and B, it's, it's never been easier. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is some people just don't know how to do it. Some people just wing it. And yeah. It's, it's not great. People will, will not watch. I mean, if you have a story to tell, if you have a brand to pitch, if you have anything that you want to share, uh, video is, is your best bet for doing it until we have the, the Star Wars holograms that come up out of the table. I mean, this, this is what you got. And yeah. it's, it's a great tool. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that. What are some of the things um, that marketers today should know? Um, let's start with things to avoid common things that you see happening that just make you cringe that it's like, Oh my gosh, if they would, if they would just change this one thing, if they would just get this one thing figured out, they have no idea how much better it would be. Uh, what are, what are some of those things that drive you, drive you bonkers? Well, there, there, as an editor, <laughs> there are, the one thing I really hate is when people shoot video like this. Please, 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 come on. <laughs> Make it look like your TV. That drives me nuts. More important than that is your audio. Uh, there are studies that show that if the video is not great quality, but the audio is strong, people will still watch. However, if the video is fantastic, but the audio is crackly or intermittent or just weak or echoey, people, people won't watch that. They will eventually turn that off. So focus on, on good audio. Get a good mic. As far as cameras go, like like I just showed, like any any phone yeah. made in the last five ten years will will be able to provide you a great crisp and clear image. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the bad audio and um, and the vertical shooting is yeah. what I would like to eliminate and probably make a criminal. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can meet your next life is being video police. Um, <laughs> but I think those are such easy things, right? Such. Mm-hmm. E- things like just you don't need a huge studio because we get asked about that sometimes too like um you know if I want to start doing a show like do, do I need to go rent a studio space do I need all this expensive equipment and so it's like no you can you can do what you need to do to get that high audio quality and to just turn your camera the right way and that will make such a big difference so yeah. you've got the right equipment um what are some tips that you have for achieving um really great um, personality and 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 um, conveying the right emotion and getting people kind of like jazzed up and ready to be on camera. Is there any any tips that you have there as people are starting to uh, they're getting comfortable being on camera because of Zoom? However, there's a lot of Zoom fatigue. So, what advice do you have for for conveying the emotion that you want on on video? Practice giving presentations to yourself. I mean, first and foremost, and always keep in your mind, even if it's. Like, look, right now I'm looking at a camera. I have no idea how many people are going to be watching this this podcast. Is it 20 yeah. million? Is it 100 oh, million? Oh, at least. It probably, we're getting close to a billion. Um, that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, of course. But that, that would intimidate me. And, yeah. and I've been in, in front of a camera many times. So focus on just talking to yourself. Like, practice, mm-hmm. practice with that. Get ease. Get at ease with just speaking to the camera. Mm-hmm. Just practice, practice, practice. That's all it takes. And then you pick up on the other things as well, like keep your camera at eye level or, or just above. Have have some lighting. Maybe look at what a three-point lighting chart looks like with a key light, a fill light, and a backlight. Um, and then maybe even get into accent lights or, or plants. Get a ficus or something. Uh, and if you want to... Oh, another thing I wanted to mention is um, 
motion during your video is is really great. So if you want to do one of those walking, talking things, you might want to invest in a gimbal or a phone that has fantastic image stabilization. So how do you, I mean, working with someone like Daryl, who's, who, like you said, is very, very comfortable in front of the camera. Um, how do you, uh, as for in your role, work to make sure that he's prepared? I mean, that's kind of one end of the spectrum, all the way down to somebody who maybe is not comfortable. Um, So somebody in your position or like a marketer who's going to kind of be behind the scenes, what advice do you have for getting getting the talent ready? Mm -hmm. I once worked for um, Canada's largest think tank, the Conference Board of Canada, and they had experts from every field that you could possibly imagine. So one of my jobs was to help them feel comfortable because we had egos, we had people with lack of ego, uh, just all over the spectrum. And getting people to be comfortable is, is the number one thing. Because as I mentioned, video will transmit your emotion and and mood. So if you're nervous, people will know you're nervous. If you're happy, people know you're happy. So I would tell them to be engaged. I would tell them to really have a vested interest, have a passion for whatever they're going to be talking about. Because if you don't, it's going to come across. People will know. Yeah. I would also say whatever your worry is, I would would downplay that. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're just talking to the camera about stuff you know about. Especially yeah. in that case where they were the experts on things, they are the experts on things. Yeah. So people are going to them. They are the ones who know. So just tell people what you know. Tell them what you're passionate about. And that sort of puts people at ease when they they feel more in control, right? It's, right. It, there's, a lot, there's a lot of feeling out of control when you have a, a camera in your face and a, and a mic held up to your mouth. So mm-hmm. just dictate what you know. Have, yeah. Talk about your passions. For sure. Well, yeah. I think that that's really important too, as far as um, in the marketer's seat, when you have the ability, when you're putting together a show or maybe you're changing things up in a show, thinking about who's going to be hosting or who's going to be on that show, it's really important. It's not necessarily the the per- first person that comes to mind. It's not always the CEO or the CMO or the CRO or the head of product. I mean, it could be the product manager or the account executive, if they're the person who is super passionate about whatever that subject matter is, or is really excited or just very eloquent about that topic, they're probably going to be your best bet. Cause like you said, it's going to be more natural. Um, even if they're not the face of the brand, it's going to be a more natural conversation for them to have, um, on camera, just like they would off. Yeah, precisely. If it's, if it's their passion, they should, they should absolutely be allowed to speak about it. And yeah, feel comfortable speaking about their passion as well. I would encourage that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So at Vanilla Soft, you've got lots of different shows. We were talking about that as well. There's there's shows and projects and there's webinars. So let's talk a little bit about all the different things that you're doing um, and kind of how that's either, I'd, I'd love to hear what you're doing. And then I'd also mm-hmm. love to hear kind of how your role changes, if it does at all, um, kind of for the different things that you're working on. If you kind of do a little bit more of this here or a little bit more mm-hmm. of that over here. Um, tell me about Tell me about that. Tell me about your yeah. role today. Sure. Um, one thing that helps with my role is that I, I, you probably can't tell, but I'm a bit of a nerd. So I love the new technology. It doesn't show. It doesn't show at all. <laughs> but yeah, the, the technology for recording these interviews has been fantastic, especially now with, with the lockdowns everywhere. People have been forced to use new technologies. I know when we started doing the podcast, the Inside, Inside Sales podcast, it was audio only. And I pushed to go to video. At the time where I pushed, we were using a software program called... Um, Ringer, mm-hmm. which records the audio locally and then uploads it. So there's no dropouts, there's no cutouts, there's no digitization. It's, it was great. And then we went to video. 
didn't offer that at the time. So we went with um, a switcher called software switcher called vMix. Mm-hmm. So I would bring in the call through my switcher and I would record everything. And we would had interviews all over the world. It worked really well. But sometimes, you know, internet drops out and sometimes it gets digitized. Sometimes you get that crackly noise or, or they're just gone altogether. Um, so we've now found a, a product called uh, Riverside.fm. And it's kind of like Ringer, where it records locally and then uploads to the cloud, but it does audio and video as well, and it syncs them up really nicely. So we've been using that for all of our pre-recorded productions, uh, all our pre-recorded podcasts, pre-recorded um, shows, pre-recorded webinars, and it's been a dream to work with. It, you can't really do live with it, but that's what you can use vMix for, right? And with live, you will get the glitches and the dropouts, but that's no big deal. Yeah. So what we've been working on with these softwares, as you mentioned, is, is the, the Inside Inside Sales podcast, the Drive podcast, the many webinars that we do. We have um, Vanellasoft purchased a company last year called AutoClose. And so we'll have Vanellasoft webinars. We'll have AutoClose webinars. We have Vanellasoft podcasts. We have AutoClose podcasts. And um, the AutoClose podcast, we're actually looking at having hosted on Casted as well. So that's... Uh, that could be coming up very quickly. And it's called the Zero to Five Million Podcast. So awesome. keep for that one. Very cool. Yes. Um, and when we were allowed to go places and visit people, I would also produce um, the speaking engagements at some of the larger expos that Soft would attend. Because so we have some, some fantastic presentations on who owns the leads. Is it sales or marketing? And, um, the, the many different marketing and sales uh tutorial type things that, that we would do at, at these events. So there was that thrown in there as well. And then mm-hmm. promos, all the promos that we do for all these things as well. And yeah. as people who are in, in the business know, editing takes a lot of time. So it's, yeah. it's a so very busy slate. Yeah. You're a little yeah. bit busy. Okay, so with all of that, you're, you're doing a lot, which I think is really important for all the marketers that are listening to understand what your life is like, right? And, and that there is a lot that goes into keeping all of these shows flowing and throughput, you know, going smoothly. So what advice do you have, or maybe even like a wish list for, um, for the marketing audiences listening in working, how you, what you wish they knew about working with a video producer or how to make that relationship go even more smoothly? I just want to back up one second there um, because we're not done with, with the podcast productions. Oh my goodness. Uh, no, we're not. We have a very robust and um, aggressive schedule to reuse material. Yes. Right? So as something Which, becomes relevant again, we will so reissue links and takeaways, what have you, and re-promote it on as many channels as we can. So Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, LinkedIn, mostly. Uh, YouTube as well. So yeah. it's... Every, everywhere we can, and, and we will repurpose and reshuffle. So if you ever appear on, an, on a Vanilla Soft podcast, you will get tagged and tagged and tagged and tagged. Which <laughs> and is a bunch of That's a huge part of, of Cast It is, is saying, okay, don't, if, if you get the ability to go have a great conversation with someone, don't, don't let it die with just one show. I mean, keep, keep using it. If it's Absolutely. relevant once, it's, it's going to continue to be relevant. So yeah, yeah, that content is, is, is fantastic. And you can just mm-hmm. keep, Keep sending it out there. I mean, the truth is truth. And yeah. as long as you keep keep staying relevant, there's no reason why you can't keep issuing that and and, uh, re- and sharing it with people who might not have seen it and bringing them back to your brand. Of course. Of yeah. course. Okay. So advice for the marketing audiences listening. What do you wish they knew about working with you, about working with video producers? What do you think would help make that relationship smoother, stronger, better? 
we are here to make you look good. We, that, that's our goal. We, we strive for perfection and we want you to be the best you that we can make you look to be. <laughs> that sounds like a Michael Scott quote. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it belongs on a coffee mug. Yeah, that's right. I have a, a whiteboard behind me with that. <laughs> so yeah, I know with, uh, <clears throat> with Daryl all the time, I will, I will stop him during a recording and say, okay, can you go back and maybe look at the camera this time when you say that? And I know we, when we were, we record the drive, it starts out with him saying, it's Friday, March, whatever, and welcome to the drive. But he always like will look to the side to where his calendar is to make sure he has the date right. <laughs> and I'll stop him every time and say, okay, go back and just don't look away at the camera when you're saying the date because that's a huge tell that you don't know what the date is today. Now, now we're all going to watch for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, and you. Note, um, and if um, I'm directing, you will never see him look away again. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're there there to make you look good. We're there to make you sound good. We're there to make you successful on camera. Yeah, and to give you, I would imagine, put words in your mouth, but it would it be helpful if marketers understood your process um, in order to make sure that you have the time you need to get it done? Because yeah. I, I think, think there's probably a lot of like, hey, can you do this today? Can you turn it around in five minutes? And it's like. No, I can't. <laughs> Some, well, I, I've been in long enough. Sometimes I can. <laughs> but for the most part, I like to pull, uh, and I hate to do the sci-fi nerdy thing again, but I like to do the Scotty trick where if it takes a day, you say, you know what, this will take three days. And then you give it to them in a the day and you're a miracle worker. Overpromise, underdeliver. That's right. That's that's under underpromise, overdeliver. Yeah. You don't want to do the first yeah, thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, that's we'll that's there. a huge thing. So we may we may pad things out, but really it, that gives us a cushion to not um, be too stressed out. Um, it allows for last minute emergency things that do pop up, and it gives us time to sort of fine tune as well. Because I used to work for um, Canada's equivalent of C-SPAN. Hmm. It's it's a bilingual channel, and if you know C-SPAN, there's graphics up all the time, right? So this channel this channel would have English, then French, then English, then French, and go back and forth. And if there was a typo, you had to re-edit the entire show. And, you know, it's long, long format shows. Yeah. This was back in the days of tape to tape. So you couldn't just go in there, find what was wrong and fix it. You had to do the whole thing. So if it was a 90-minute Senate committee, you had to do the whole 90-minute Senate committee. So if you had an E with an accent that was this way, but it should have been the little circumflex, well, yeah, guess what you're editing for the next two hours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So when we do pad it out, it does give us that time to make sure everything's right. Yep. Because like you said, to make, to make sure everybody looks good, right? Yep. You need you need time and space to be able to do that. So yep. And and another tip I would give, mm -hmm. uh, don't discount the the power of background music. Background music can change so many things. It changes the mood entirely. Yeah. It really adds to it. I remember seeing on, on YouTube, you can look it up. Uh, I think someone re-edited the Shining trailer with Salisbury Hill and made it into this family-friendly, happy time movie of this family going on a vacation. It was great. Conversely, uh -huh. someone did a Mary Poppins trailer with a whole bunch of scary-sounding stuff and heads turning all over the place. And it it changes horrific. everything. Yeah. 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 It does. It does. So, well, it's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing kind of your 
your knowledge from all those years of uh, building up your expertise. It's, it makes a difference for us, um, for those of us who are kind of coming into video production, perhaps for the first time, or really starting to take it more seriously or get more intentional about it, um, because it's the future. I mean, so much mm-hmm. of what you're already doing, other companies are signing on board and saying, okay, you know, it's time to build those connections with our audiences in ways that are much more, much richer and much more um, full of multimedia content as opposed to just text-based. So yeah. No, well, Lindsay, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me on the show. If anyone wants to to reach out and get in touch, I'm on I'm on LinkedIn. I think um, my LinkedIn URL is Mr. Allard. I couldn't get Dan Allard or Daniel Allard or Dallard or DC Allard or anything like that. So I had to go with Mr. Allard, which you know I used to volunteer at my kids' schools a lot. So it kind of fits. Andy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And um, also, I mean, because you're all, you're obviously, as you mentioned, you're doing so many shows and so much rich content at Vanilla Soft. So um, everyone who's listening and watching, uh, make sure you go check it out because there's it's not only great content that's really helpful for marketers and sales alike, but also it's really great to see what you're doing to kind of get ideas and thoughts for like kind of how to approach things behind the scenes and some creative ideas. So definitely recommend you check it out. So thanks. All right. Well, thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Or Mr. Allard. (laughs) That's our show. Thanks so much for listening. And for more from today's guest and some pretty amazing content that they've inspired, visit casted.us and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get the latest on all things Amplified Marketing. B2B podcasting and a lot more.